It wasn't pretty, but Peyton Pritchard and Derek White stepped up. Marcus Smart finished it off, and the Boston Celtics have the best record in the NBA. I'm talking about it right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly into your device if you have subscribed and on YouTube. Also, if you've subscribed there, if you haven't, please do. Uh, thank you for making this your first listen every day. I'm John Corrales, a former professional basketball player. Now covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal, and I've written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, The Boston Celtics, after a 126-122 to win over the Oklahoma City Thunder, have the best record in the NBA. They have now overtaken the Milwaukee Bucks in the standings because the Celtics now have 11 wins to Milwaukee's 10, so they are a half game up. They are the first team in the league to 11 wins at 11 and three and an, a winning percentage of 78.6. They are now the best team in the NBA. They have won seven in a row, uh, eight and two in their last 10. So the Celtics, I would say, are on a roll, a certified roll. We'll talk about Marcus Smart. I'll talk about some of the other stuff. Grant Williams and the technical fouls. Uh, those are definitely things I'm going to talk about. Uh, technical file on Grant. Hmm. Technical technical file on Tatum. Come on. Both of those things I'll talk about later on in the third segment. I get to Marcus Smart. Uh, I think they're in the second segment. Let's just get through this game here first and how this was turned around by Peyton Pritchard and Derek White. This was a just a game where the Celtics didn't have it. They just didn't have it. We all know what that means. We all know what that feels like. Every one of us has had that day at work where you're just like, God, can't I just, I can't. My brain is not functioning. I have sat there in front of a microphone like this or in front of a keyboard and just saying, what am I going to talk about today? What am I going to write about today? And at the end of the, the, the show or at the end when I finish whatever I was writing, I sometimes I just think, oh, God, oh, man, that just, that was just brutal. And that's, this was the Celtics version of that. I don't think they came out kind of like not caring because they were moving the ball. They came out and they, they played, it felt like they were playing the right way. You look at the first quarter, they didn't shoot well but they still had seven assists on their 11 baskets. It's not like they weren't moving the ball. It's just that they weren't hitting shots. They were two of 12 from three in the first quarter, three of eight in the second quarter, uh, in the third quarter, one of nine. That was just a brutal shooting percentage, brutal shooting, uh, 
first three quarters, six of 29 through the first three quarters. The starters were three of 21. I had just written a piece on Boston Sports Journal. I feel like I should apologize because I wrote a piece on Boston Sports Journal. What What's due for a regression? What's, what's sustainable and what's not sustainable? I said, hey, look, the shooting, not sustainable because – Al Horford was shooting way, way, way out above what he would normally be shooting. And even if he's having his best shooting season in a while, it, there was some, some level of regression due there. Same thing with Derek White, same thing with Grant Williams. Even though they've been doing better, some of these games have been so outrageously good that you say, okay, they're, they're due for a regression here or there. I didn't expect it all to come in one game. So sorry for tempting fate. Uh, I didn't mean to put that energy out there, but the Celtics regressed in a huge way uh, shooting. And and defensively, they were just a step slow. I compared it to, you know, if you've ever gone to a movie and you see an actor and you think, oh, wow, I can't believe they got this this actor to 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 be in this movie. And it ends up you, you realize uh, the this actor had signed on to, to, to make the big payday and really wasn't fully invested in the in the film, really wasn't fully invested in the project, in the script. And so, yeah, he might have hit his marks and stood in his light and read the lines and, and acted in some way, but you're very clearly like, this is not the performance I was expecting. This is not, this is clearly somebody who's just not fully invested. And it felt like the Celtics, because of their, their shooting, maybe they, they were a step slow defensively. And look, the Thunder are a young, energetic team. They're, they're there on the back to back and they, it didn't seem like it at all. They had the energy, they had the legs. Uh, I was talking to some of the OKC Thunder people before the game and it, it was clear to me that, they saw this as a big game and a big test. So they they knew that there was some something extra here for them. And I think the Celtics might have said, okay, we're going to come out. We're going to play our game. We're going to follow the script. And that led to some of the turnovers. They, they I don't think they were reading the defense quite as much as they were just following the script. Say, okay, this is where... This is where I cut, and this is where I do this. And the, and the script is good, so following the script is not bad, but they never found the spots where they normally intro, improvise, and, and that's reading the defense and making the right play. They didn't do that enough through the first three quarters. So OKC comes in. They've got some talent. Shea Gilgis Alexander is, is a beast. I mean, he is really, really good. I, it's good that Celtics fans who haven't seen him because nobody's seen him play until he comes to town to play your team. No one really sees much of the OKC Thunder. And you say, oh, okay, this guy is really, really good. And he seems even better than he was last year. And he might be the most underrated player we've seen. And yeah, he's really damn good. That dude is a, a really uh He's a franchise player. He's he's an all NBA player. This this dude is legit. And he was special in this game. And the Thunder gave the Celtics everything, everything that they could handle. So then at the 241 mark, Peyton Pritchard checks in in the third quarter. Prior to that, the Celtics had scored um 
85 points. I have it 82 points prior to him checking in in that third quarter. The Celtics had scored 82 points, uh, a rate of about two and a half points per minute. After that, they scored at a rate of over three points per minute, 45 points over the last 1441 of the game. If they scored at that rate for the entire game, they would put up 146 points. That's how they, that's the difference between what they were doing before and what they did after. Richard comes in, White comes in, oh, White was already in, but the combination of those two, all of a sudden, they, those two started playing incredible defense and they started to make plays and Pritchard was the beneficiary of those plays. So much so that at that point, late in the third, I turned to Suichi Tirada of Mass Live and I said to him, this has all the makings of a perfect OKC game right now. Perfect OKC game is you come in against a really good team on national TV. It's NBA TV, but they were there doing the game. So kind of sort of a national TV game as national TV as OKC is really going to get. So they're, they're juiced. They feel like they have something to prove against one of the elite teams in the NBA. And they show out for three quarters. And then in the fourth quarter, things start to, and then things collapse and the other team comes back and wins. Perfect OKC game. You've shown how good you are. You've shown your young talent. You've shown the promise. You've shown the coaching. And it's on national TV. So people are like, oh, okay, yeah. All right, I get it with these guys. I think these guys will be uh, not bad for a while. But you still lose. You're still in that Wembenyama sweepstakes. You're still hurtling down that that losing enough to be you know, in those lottery odds. They're still a good team. Their record is not that bad. They were only a game under 500 coming in. So they're at six and eight right now. Not horrible. They could be worse. And maybe they want to be worse. I don't know. But uh, perfect OKC game. And it all started with Pritchard and Derek White. They changed the energy. They changed everything. They checked in over that last 1441. All of a sudden, this Celtics team that threw three quarters was uh, shooting at like 20%. From the time they checked in, from the time Pritchard checked in to the end of the game, they shot five of 10, 50%. They got nine steals over that stretch or nine turnovers, seven steals. The energy changed. Everything ramped up. The defense picked up. Everybody was playing defense. They were getting steals. They weren't making all the best plays, but everything changed. And then Marcus Smart took over. Marcus Smart was the guy. And I'll talk about Marcus Smart's performance in just a minute. First, let's talk about Sweat Block. Today's episode is brought to you by Sweat Block and it's embarrassing to talk about situations where maybe you're public speaking and I've had it happen to me. I've got no problems public speaking, but every once in a while, something just hits. And once that sweat starts, it does not stop. Maybe you're in a situation where it's just hot in that room, whatever. Sweat block is a little dose of confidence. You don't have to worry about the shirt. You don't have to worry about the layers that you, you, you have your, uh, an undershirt that soaks up a layer of sweat. You don't need any of that stuff. You know what I'm talking about. You fix the problem with sweat block wipes. It's very simple. They work up to seven days 
days, plural, seven days with a single wipe. You apply it after a shower. And if you have embarrassing sweat or odor, you can try Sweat Block and you'll see the solution. Uh, you can get 20% off with the promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. You can uh, also get it at Amazon. But I'm telling you, there are a lot of success stories. This is a very big, successful company when it comes to uh, fixing these problems with you know, it's a common problem. So give it a shot. If it's a problem that you face, don't be embarrassed by it. Just get some sweat block. 20% off with the promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. It's also available at Amazon. Today's show is also brought to you by Rocket Money. I was just having a conversation with my girlfriend about, I, you know, I got this Spotify subscription. Do you have Spotify? She's no, I got Apple Music. Like, oh, okay. Well, why are we, why are we paying for this? What, what streaming services do we have anymore? Very obviously, the solution here is using Rocket Money. Don't waste time. Don't waste money on these subscriptions. This app shows all your all of your subscriptions in one place. It cancels what you don't want for you. You just hit a button, boom, canceled. Rocket Money can even find these subscriptions you didn't even know you were paying for. You might even find out that you were being double charged for a subscription. Very easy to do in a couple situation as well. To cancel it, all you gotta do is press cancel. Rocket Money takes care of everything else. People have a lot of money out there and these things are designed to take your money. So cancel unnecessary subscriptions with Rocket Money today. Go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. You can save hundreds per year. Rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Telling you this is going to help you save some cash. Don't we all need to save some cash right now? Hey, thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Make Locked On NBA your second listen. I host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison of Locked On Pelicans. It's a lot of fun. It's a great way to kind of catch up around the league, the big stories, everything around the league. It's over there on the Locked On NBA feed. Subscribe wherever you found this podcast, even on YouTube, you can find Locked On NBA. All right, Celtics beat the Thunder. 126-122 was the final uh, Celtics got a uh, big performance there from Marcus Smart, who had 22 points in this game. And so just to quickly run down the box score, if you missed it, Jason Tatum, 27 points, J uh, Jalen Brown, 26, 22 for Marcus Smart, 16 off the bench for Derek White, 10 for Peyton Pritchard. Smart's 22, 20 of those came in the second half, 10 in the fourth quarter. And... The beauty of Smart's performance, everybody is going to appreciate this. One of two from three. 22 points, one of two from three. What else do you want from Marcus Smart? He was seven of 11 from two. He got to the line six times, five of six from the line. He also dropped eight assists, and he did have three turnovers, which is more than usual, but and it's actually the first game outside of that five turnover game uh, against Miami that he's had more than two. The OKC Thunder, they're just good at turning teams over. That's that's one of their strengths. So as annoyingly uh, good as they are at certain things, Marcus Smart just saw lanes, was attacking, uh, 
got into the post. Got into the post against Lou Dort, by the way. Lou Dort is a just huge, giant person who, if if I ran full speed and into Lou Dort, I might disintegrate. He's just, I don't understand the size of that man. And smart, just got into the post, said no problem. Backs him down a little. I'm not going to say that Marcus Smart backed him down a whole a whole bunch, but got his shoulder in there, created some separation, hits a fadeaway. Smart just took over, was, was carrying the Celtics through parts of the third quarter, and then in the fourth quarter, there was a stretch where it was just smart, smart, smart. Uh, and he said, after the game, said, hey, Blake Griffin was the guy who was telling me on the bench, the the the, the we don't have it. They're giving they're giving you these opportunities. Get into the paint, get to the basket, and you can always pass it out late if you don't have anything. But the opportunity on the floor right now is yours. And every once in a while, this is how it's going to be. And and Smart even said. A lot of times I'm I'm I've got the team's worst defender on me. Which makes sense. Who else are you going to put the worst defender on? You got to line up with Derek White. Derek White can get to the rim. Derek White can hit shots. You're certainly not going to do it put the worst defender on Tatum or Brown. So, you're going to put him on Horford? Horford can if if it's Shea Gilgis Alexander and Horford's like, "Yeah, I'll just back that dude down." Or Grant, it, it's you you probably saying you're guarding Marcus Smart and just play off him, dare him to shoot. And Smart, to his credit, continues to look at the situation and say, okay, I, I am going to attack. I'm not going to just take this three. There was one, uh, some, I was sitting next to a reporter and he said, hey, five games ago, he would have taken that shot. He gives up a three. And ultimately works out in Boston's favor. He's been doing it for basically since the Chicago game. Smart. I don't know what it was in that Chicago game. We've talked about it on this podcast. I don't know if Missoula was sending a message in that Chicago game or afterwards in film. Missoula sent a message or if Marcus Smart got the message on his own that, hey, we can do this without you. Your choice, but Smart has turned turned his entire season around. I don't want to overstate it because it's still four, uh, fourteen games. So this is half half the season is still only like seven games. So, but he's he's turned things around significantly. Smart is being judicious with his shots, and the shots that he's taking are going in. The uh, like I said, in this one, another eight assists. His assist to turnover ratio has been uh, amazing at the top of the NBA uh, based on minutes played. But eight assists, he's averaging, he came into the game averaging seven, and this just pumps up that average a little bit more. His highest assist uh, average in his career. Smart is playing. And, and some people might say, oh, finally. And I, I admit that Smart does or has had a history of taking some, some tough shots. Yeah, I, we all see it. We all know. It's just that 
the the thought process is well you live with that for the other stuff that's just you you take that that other stuff with the package the other stuff is worth it because he does what he does uh but now if this is if this is how Marcus Smart is going to play then there's I said this last year and he was still taking some iffy shots. The the Marcus Smart hate has to end. It's over. It's done. Forget it. If you're still carrying that Marcus Smart hate, you got you got to look inward and 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 just say this is residual stuff. This is first impression type of stuff. You get a first impression of somebody and you just can't shake it and you're always that's always going to be there no matter what happens with that person over the course of time, that's that's where you are with Marcus Smart. Because Smart right now, this Marcus Smart, perfect, perfect for this Celtics team. Perfect for this Celtics team. He's not, he's not a perfect basketball player. But for this team, perfect. He's playing great. Jalen Brown shouted him out after the game. Multiple players. Joe Mazzula shouts him out all the time. Says this team is a reflection of Marcus Smart. Hard to argue. He is the heart and soul of this team. Obviously, there are better players, but this this team, if Marcus is playing like this, is can can win games like this. This is a good win. This is a good win for the Celtics. We'll talk more. I'll wrap up with a few extra thoughts here. From the game first, today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. I had somebody just tweet at me the other day saying, Thank you for introducing me to Prize Picks. You can check my replies, it's on Twitter. Prize Picks is daily fantasy, and it's daily fantasy done right because it's you against the projections, the over unders, and the over unders are through multiple sports and and multiple options within the sports. Points, rebounds, field goal percentage. You can go across sports. You can combine sports. And you're not playing against me. You're not playing against somebody next to you or, or some expert. You're playing against these projections. So if you get them right, you pick two to five players. If you get them right, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. They can be made in 60 seconds or less. Super quick, safe and fast withdrawals. That's a big problem with daily fantasy. You want your money, you get your money. And it's currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. If you're a first time user, you can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. So it works very simply deposit 100, Prize Picks gives you 100. Deposit 50, Price Picks gives you 50. So don't forget to enter that promo code locked on Price Picks, Daily Fantasy, and you get the instant deposit match up to $100. Thanks again for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day when you're done here after the show is over. Maybe you want to go check out Locked On Sports today, all the big sports news from across the, the sports world. All the games that matter, it's insight from Locked On experts. Things you're just not going to hear on other outlets, other networks. Only Locked On can give you what 
Locked On Sports Today gives you. And it's all done in about 20 minutes or so. So check it out, Locked On Sports Today. Wherever you found this podcast, you can find that one. It's also on YouTube. Check it out. All right, let's run through some of the other thoughts from this game. As we wrap up the show, uh, Celtics, Jason Tatum, 27 points, 10, 10 rebounds, three steals, three blocks, and assist. Poor shooting night. Nine of 23, one of nine from three. You take away the one of nine, and he was eight of 14 from two. So that's pretty good. Eight of 10 from the free throw line, that's pretty good. Just didn't shoot well from three. And so that 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 happens. Impressed that Tatum continues to, A, put up big scoring numbers because eight of 10 from the line, another 10 free throws, that's huge. And B, defense, three steals, three blocks, just one turnover. Look, you're going to play at an MVP level. You're going to have your games where you kind of struggle a little bit. But if your struggle game is 27 points, 10 rebounds, three steals, three blocks, if this is your bad game, okay, I'll take that. You want to sign me up for that. Tell me before the season. Okay, Jason Tatum's going to have a bad game against the OKC Thunder. He's only going to put up 27 27 points on 39% shooting. But he's he's gonna have ten rebounds, three steals, and three blocks. Yes, please sign me up. The technical foul on him was crap. That's absolutely gonna get rescinded. That I, and I don't know if that's a reputation call or what. I don't know if the ref was having a bad day. Whatever whatever that was, that was one of the worst technical fouls you're ever gonna see called. Kevin Durant saw it and tweeted about it and said he was laughing about it. John Morant quote tweeted that. And said, no, for real. Like those were uh, reactions, NBA players laughing at that technical foul. Get your officials in order, NBA. Come on, pay attention. He's very clearly frustrated with himself. Those quick texts just just understand understand what what the game situation is. Meanwhile, Grant Williams, I don't even know what he did to get his tech. That seemed quick too. But I get a different reaction to Grant Williams. Like, Grant needs to stop. Grant Williams needs to stop with the officials. Just cut it out. You're not going to win this. You like to talk. Yeah, everybody knows you like to talk. You've said you like to talk. But this is, you shouldn't be among the lead leader, league leaders in technical fouls. You shouldn't be up there. He's got, I think, three now. You shouldn't be 20% through the season, three technical fouls. So are you going to get up to 15? Are you going to get up to that many? 15 techs? Is that is that what you're getting at this season? Because that seems to be the pace. And Grant Williams should not be costing his team 15 technical fouls. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. That's just... there. There's a, there's a line there. There's a line for both these guys. And I don't know if there's reputation involved. I don't know what's going on. I know the Tatum tech is probably going to get rescinded. I don't know if Grant's is, but Grant's already been tossed once. He's he's already got like, just just let it go. Let it go. Stop talking to the refs so damn much. Just get back on defense. Just get back. You're not going to get every call. 
You're not right every single time. Stop. Grant did not play well. And in fact, at one point in the third quarter, early in the third quarter, Joe Mazzullo was searching for some sort of energy, took Grant out, put Peyton Pritchard in at the beginning of the third quarter, hoping to find something, hoping to get something. If if Fiondo Cabangeli was around, they might have actually gone to Cabangeli to go in there and just run roughshod. The old uh, Aaron Neesmith, just go be the bull in the china shop. Now, they finally got it on the second stint for Pritchard, but they were desperate for it. So Grant, eh. Al Horford, his shooting fell off. That's kind of my fault for putting out that Al Horford was due for a regression. So he got the regression. But again, 11 rebounds, four assists for him. He still managed 12 points and did other things. Jalen Brown was pretty good, 52% shooting, 0 of 5 from 3. So he was 11 of 21, but 11 of 16 from 2. He was 4 of 6 from the line. He had 6 rebounds and 6 assists. Jalen Brown's assist numbers are going up. He did have five turnovers. That's too many. Uh, but a, a, a couple of travels, uh, an offensive foul that was, you know, two of those turnovers was a travel that, point of emphasis, I guess, I, you call it, you can call a million of those travels. He did have a handful of, uh, I think, Lou Dort's jersey at one point on an offensive foul. So those are two of the turnovers. Okay, those technically count as turnovers. It wasn't the live ball stuff, so not so bad. 26 points. I thought Jalen Brown was was really good, especially from two. Derek White, his final number, 16 points, five of nine from the field, five assists. Celtics had 25 assists. On a night where you're not shooting, If you, on a night where the shots just aren't falling overall, to get the 25 assists is still pretty, pretty impressive. Celtics... 10 of 37 from three, uh, but that's 36 of, uh, what's that, 59 from two, which is really good. So they just couldn't hit from three. So there are plenty of assists out there, 25 assists for them. Hauser hit a couple of shots. Uh, he also had an air ball. He's, he's kind of tailed off a little bit. Just need to calm that down. He'll be fine. Not much from Luke Cornett. Uh, Peyton Pritchard had uh, 10 points, four of eight shooting, two of four from three. Three more offensive rebounds. This dude is an offensive rebounding maniac. Uh, a brief stint from Noah Vonley. A minute 31, but he still, still managed an offensive foul setting a screen. I mean, just mwah, how you managed to do that in such little time. I'm just so impressed. I just, just a master masterpiece, masterpiece there. Celtics, I, look, I'm counting this as a good win. I'm counting this as a good win. Uh, I don't think they came out and played poorly. They shot poorly. They they were slow. They were a step slow. Joe Mazzulla said they were tired. That looked like they were tired. Okay. This is what this this game is going to happen. They'll probably have three more of these games, four more of these games, five more of these games over the course of the season. You you got to find a way to win. They're not all going to be wire to wire. They're not all going to be pretty. They're not all going to be thirty assists, five turnovers, uh, you know, wire to wire, fourth quarter sitting down. 
we we would probably like them all to be, but at that you know it gets a little boring too. This had some intrigue. This had some, you know, a little. Ooh, are they going to lose? A, are they going to have this bad loss on their? You know, before they head out on this road trip, was this uh, an a trap game for them? People love when I say trap game for some reason, but it's a that's a good win. You 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 managed. You found a way. You didn't have it, and you still came out on top. It's a good win to me. The Celtics' eleventh win of the season, eleven and three, best team in the NBA, best team in the NBA without Rob, in that defense looking like crap for ninety percent of that game. Eleven and three, what a start! What a start! Best record in the league without Rob, and. In a couple of days, that's that's week eight. And we're going to start seeing, we're going to start keeping an eye on the injury report to see if Rob goes from the automatic out to questionable, probable. <laughs> Once that changes, you know that he's going to, things are going to change. So I'll be talking about it all whenever it happens. I'll be right here for you. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to watch the show on YouTube, it exists there too. You ring the bell on YouTube. That way you know when I drop a show. Post games are tough. Post games are tough. Uh, I'm recording this. I'm wrapping this up at 3.15 in the morning. That's just the function of me not living across the street from the garden and all my Boston Sports Journal work. It's a little bit of a later podcast. It's there for you when you wake up. So I hope you enjoy it. Hope you enjoy it enough to subscribe. And if you are subscribed, I hope you share it. Tell your friends, tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.